I talk about innovation versus replication. We are wanting, we are hiring for replication, not for innovation. And when you are hiring for innovation, that person is going to cost you some bucks. So assuming that that's not where we're at, because we are in stage one of how to delegate effectively. So you probably don't have money to burn on a strategist to come in and innovate in your business. So what we are doing is we are replicating and we are bringing someone in to recreate what's already going on. We want to, we, we literally want them to just reinvent the wheel. Welcome to the Soulpreneur Show, a podcast for a new generation of leaders, visionaries, disruptors, and trailblazers who want to do business better. Our goal is to provide you with stories and insights into the strategy, systems, and soul behind scaling service-driven, impact-first, human-centric businesses to help you create time, financial, and lifestyle freedom. We want you to have a business that you not only love and pays you well, but that prioritizes what you want for your life so that you can take actual unplugged vacations, you can step away from social media, and you can spend your time doing things you love with the people you love. Let's get to it. I'm going to tell you something that drives me absolutely crazy when I hear people say it, and that is that my business is like my baby. Now, I used to be someone who said this, <laughs> so I have empathy for you if this is what you're saying, but your business is not your baby. And that is, it's. I believe it's not even healthy to be talking about your business that way, but we're going to use this analogy through this episode and we're, let's see where we can go with this. So the first, if you are treating your business like your baby, the first thing that I would want to say is... First and foremost, have you ever heard the saying, it takes a village, like it takes a village to raise a kid? It is the same with your business. The thing that I see too many business owners do is they never let their business, their little baby, leave the infant stage. That is really not helpful. It's not helping anyone. It's not helping you. It's not helping the business. It's not helping people who work in your business. It's just not helpful all the way around. And it's it brings up all kinds of like burnout. It's probably going to burn you out. It's just not healthy in the long run. So. It takes a village. We've got to be what, like, at some point, could you imagine? Maybe you, maybe you can. I don't have kids, so <laughs> I can't imagine. But maybe imagine having a child and saying for the first 10 years of that child's life, like, I will never hire, I'll never get a babysitter. Or I would only ever allow, like, I'm going to send the kid to school, but I'm never going to let anybody else watch it. I'm never going to, like, that is, that sounds tough. That sounds like a lot of work. Like at some point you want to hire a babysitter. At some point, you're probably going to want someone to come in and watch the kid for the weekend so that you and your partner can go away for the weekend or whatever that looks like. Right? Like we want to start to allow some type of relinquishing of control so that you're not constantly having to be there. Like it's code, it creates codependency. Are you in your business currently codependent? Are you in a codependent relationship with your business? That's, are you such a control freak that you can't let anything go in your business? Mm, this was me a few years ago. So like I said, I have empathy for this, but it takes a village to raise a kid. It takes a, a massive village to grow a business. So we want to focus on how you can delegate more effectively and efficiently so that you are not treating your business just like it's your little precious baby that, that no one else can get its hands on and you want to be in control of every little thing. So what I'll say before we get any further is if you are like, oh, I want to write some of this down. This is interesting to me. Like I want to learn how to do this better. Then I'm going to turn all of this into a guide so you can go to soulpreneur.co slash delegate. It will be linked in the show notes and um, there'll be a guide. It will, it will put all of this uh, into 
a PDF and a way you can go uh, and have fun. So you don't have to take notes. If you're listening to this, you don't have to take notes on this. You can just go download the, the little guide. So what we're talking about are the five stages of delegation, which um, are, they. I put an acronym because I like to put acronyms behind everything, C-A-T-L-N. And I find this amusing because C-A-T-L-N kind of looks like Caitlin without all of the, or Catelyn, if you're a, if you're a Stark fan, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, maybe it could be Catelyn, but it's like, you're, you're, we're going to talk about Caitlyn, your little Caitlyn is your little baby is your business. And we're going to release, we're going to relinquish some control here. So the C stands for create. You have to start by creating the system yourself. And people tend to go all astray here because they expect someone to come in and be able to just do the thing without having any historical data around what works well, without having any validation behind the system. And they just expect, cool, come in and like make this happen. But we are not hiring where like we probably don't have strategists at this stage. Um, this is I talk about innovation versus replication. We are wanting we are hiring for replication, not for innovation. And when you are hiring for innovation, that person is going to cost you some bucks. So assuming that that's not where we're at, because we are in stage one of how to delegate effectively. So you probably don't have money to burn on a strategist to come in and innovate in your business. So what we are doing is we are replicating and we are bringing someone in to recreate what's already going on. We want to, we we literally want them to just reinvent the wheel. So we're going to hand them a pre-built system that they can come into and effectively take it over. This is, this is why it's important to have SOPs. I say that SOPs are the best way for your team to be able to read your mind. If you, if you ever had the thought of like, oh, I wish my team could just read my mind. Like, why didn't they do it the way that I wanted that to be done? Um, because they didn't have an SOP. Because had they had an SOP to follow, they would have read your brain. Because they'd have been able to see in black and white with clear instructions, step one, two, three, how you wanted the thing done. So when they went off and they did the thing their own way, and you didn't like the way that it got done, or you weren't happy with the result, or it frustrated you, that just meant you didn't give them a good enough system. Because let me tell you, anytime you feel frustration in your business, it's probably due to a lack of system. That's a big statement to make, but I'm going to say it again because I truly believe it. Any place that you feel frustration in your business is probably because you don't have a system yet. So if you are feeling frustration anywhere in your business right now, I want you to go right now and examine what am I lacking around systems in this one particular area that's causing me to feel frustrated because it always comes back to a system. So we are we to recap we're not even all the create is where there's the most meat here so create you have to create the system we are going to use sops so that your team knows how to read your mind and they know how to do it the way that you want it to be done and we are going to have someone replicate what's going on with that system i'm like getting really into this i'm like banging my hand on the ground as i talk you you want someone to replicate what what is happening that's already working rather than innovate something and just expecting them to just come in and, and do the thing and figure it out themselves so if you want to effectively delegate you must have systems for them to follow or you are going to be frustrated. That's the recap of what we talked about. You cannot you cannot expect your team to succeed when you are cutting their knees off underneath them or cutting their cutting what's the saying when you cut their legs out from underneath them or something like that. Like you can't expect to be you can't expect to handicap your team or force them to go in blind 
and get a good result. And it's not going to be their fault when they don't do a good job or they don't succeed. It will be your fault. And I don't like to say like, it's your fault because this isn't about assigning blame or this isn't about being harsh. This is just about like, okay, you've got this, that you built a business. You're doing, you're doing the thing. If you want to be effective at doing the thing, like you cannot expect success if you are not giving your, giving your team the tools to be successful. So don't be shocked when things don't go your way, when you have not given them them the proper tools, because this is another big statement. Almost every single, unless it is an integrity issue, almost every single time you have to let a team member go for performance issues, or you have the same performance issue over and over and over again, it is almost always on the business owner, not the team member, because your team, unless your team member is just like, they, they're super checked out, they don't want to be there. And even then that probably comes back to you because that's the culture you've created, or you weren't clear enough in the job description on the personality that you were looking for. So like there was a disconnect on where someone needs to come in. This is why I build mission-driven teams, because we want someone to be very clocked into what you're doing and they want success for your business and for your clients. Like, it all comes back to you as the leader. So that's create. The second step of effective delegation is A, which is approve. So this is after you've started to create systems, or this could be if you have a general sense of how things you want things to go, you could move to the approval stage. And this is essentially where you are delegating the SOP creation directly to your team member. And this is, you've got to have some trust in this person. You've got to have either some rapport with them, some history to understand that like, okay, I trust this person to figure it out. Um, or you you are bringing in someone who is slightly higher level that should have enough knowledge and background in doing whatever the thing is that they should have the ability to create an SOP around something. They should be they should be able to actually create the system. So and then from there that you're going to say, I want you to create the system. And then once you're done with it, once you write the SOP, once you get it figured out, then you're going to bring it to me. We're going to chat about it and I'm either going to approve it. I'm going to modify it or I'm going to decline it. And then we're going to go from there. We can start over or then I will take it over and I will have to create it, whatever that looks like. But at least you're setting them up for the understanding of like, I want you to do this. I'm going to hand this off to you, but it's going to come back to me to either approve, um, modify, or to scrap it altogether. And that person will be, if you scrap it all together, they knew that that was an option that was on the table that I, I know going in, I'm going to create the system for my boss and they might not use any of it. You've, you've set that expectation. Um, and that's really key to set the expectation because if you are not if you're like hey i want you to create this for me um and then i'm either gonna and i'm gonna come in and i'm gonna modify it or i'm gonna prove it or i'm gonna scrap it or whatever if you don't set that expectation from the beginning and they create it and you come in and you're like mm, this isn't gonna work i'm just gonna do it myself you are going to completely deflate that balloon you're going to completely deflate their confidence and that's not good in the long term for team morale and it's not going to it's not going to help things in the long run to like get that team to work autonomously they're going to consistently come back to you and ask for approval because you have demonstrated to them that you don't trust them because you didn't you just didn't set them up for you didn't set the expectations to set them up for success in the right way so that's that's step 2 is approval step 3 is transfer and transfer is where you are transferring authority to someone to make decisions in the moment. This isn't complete. This isn't completely letting go, which is step four. This is just, I am choosing to transfer authority that if there is a fire, 
I am trusting you to handle it. So T, I think, could stand for, I was like, do I want to call this trust or do I want to call it transfer? I think it could be either because it's essentially entrusting someone to make decisions in the moment. So this isn't necessarily like we need to have a decision made months from now and we can talk through things and we can like start to make the decision together. We can start to create the system together. We can start to decide how we want this to be together. That's more of the approval stage. This is more like, I'm going to trust that if we need in the moment for something to happen, you are going to be able to handle this. And the key around this is you've got to actually trust them to do this. And then you've got to just own the fact that you did trust them and let the chips fall where they may. Because this goes back to deflating confidence. That if you tell someone like, I'm going to give you the authority to make the decision that if someone is really upset or if something is not going well, or if I'm out of town and it's just got to, something's got to happen, whatever the case might be, like I'm telling you that you, uh, I'm going to let you step into the role of you're getting to own this part of the business. You're going to get to make decisions for me for whatever reason, um, whatever way, shape or form. And then you get back and you realize that they made the decision and they or they put some type of system in place or they did something and you're not happy with it. And you either express that you are upset with it, whether you are using your words or you are using your body language and they can just read that you're upset by it. <laughs> Because they will be able to if you are if you are clearly annoyed with what happened and it's like this is not the way that I would have done it, that's not helpful because you you said I trust you. And unless again, if it if it comes back down to an integrity issue, and then you go, well, it still sort of comes back to you because you didn't recognize that, that person was going to have an integrity issue when you gave them all of this when you gave them all, all the power, right? Like maybe you didn't know them long enough or maybe you were overlooking some massive character flaw. And what's even more likely to be the case is that you just didn't listen to the voice in your head that said like, maybe there's a red flag here and you chose to go along with it anyway because you know this person's been helpful in the past or you really like them or whatever the case might be. But if it's an integrity issue, then that's separate. Like if they were do, if, if harm was actually done because of the decision that they made, that's a separate thing. But like if they simply did what they thought was best and you come back and you're annoyed with them or you go back and you like reverse what they did or you completely shut them down, they're going to go into situations assuming that they're going to that they're going to get shut down anyway. It's going to deflate the confidence and it's going to completely it's going to take the wind out of their sails and it's not good for anyone because that's going to trickle down to everyone else on your team, especially when they see, oh, so and so was given the authority to make this decision. And now I'm seeing that like the boss didn't like that. And so I need to make sure that I'm keeping the boss happy and that et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's just not good for anyone. It's not good for team morale. Um, we want to create an environment of yes, not an environment of defeat. Um, and then the fourth phase of delegating is let go. We are letting go like Elsa, <laughs> let it go. Uh, this is where you completely hand the power over to someone else on the team to, to create the system, to make the decisions, to do whatever, whatever has to be done. You are completely relinquishing control. You are completely surrendering to the process of I'm going to out of sight, out of mind on this. Like maybe there's going to be a check-in where we'll talk about that in a minute, but I am for the most part, I'm going to just, what's the, what's, the, what's the let, let go and let God sort of a thing. Um, and so 
it's completely handing it over to someone else. And this is where like, you are going to be completely hands off. You're not going to go back and you're not going to modify. You're not going to tweak. You're not going to any of it. You're not going to prove. You're not going to deny. You're not going to none of that. You are just completely, this is yours and you are owning it. So you completely hand the power over to someone else to create whatever it is. The thing is, and this is what most people want, but they're not ready for. And this happens so often in business in so many different areas of business. Like when I was starting in the business coaching world, and I realized very quickly that there were a lot of people who were doing things that they just weren't ready for, like with their sales and marketing, that was the easiest thing for me to identify because I was like, wait a second, you're not there yet. Like, why are you trying to be on, you're trying to be on Instagram and Facebook and do this and do that and create this and do that. And you're trying to build your website and you're building your email. Like, it's just too much. It's not that you're wrong. You're just not ready. Or you're trying to like, I'm going to, I don't want to have to make sales call or I don't want to have to do sales calls. So I'm just going to not do that. Like I'm going to build my business around not having sales calls, which that's that's fine. Like maybe if you're, let's say this is also in this particular example where maybe you're charging, you want to charge like five grand for your service, which I think five grand merits, merits, um, merits a conversation. So for most people, not for everyone, there are, there are some people that can get away with saying like, it's click to cart, which is essentially where someone just goes to the page and they check out and it's over and done. And they just buy the thing for five grand. But most people are going to be in a situation where it merits a conversation. So if you say, I want to bypass that, I don't want to have to have sales. I don't want to have to get on Zoom and have a sales conversation with someone. I don't want to have to do sales calls. You are bypassing a critical, like you're not, you're not only shooting yourself in the foot, you're missing a huge opportunity to learn so much more about your business. And I'm sort of digressing here, but it's, it's very similar. It's along the same lines of like, when you are, when you are wanting to just be able to like, here you go, I want you to, I want you to create this for me. I want you to, I'm going to give you the power to just do this and I'm not going to check in around it. I'm not going to modify it. I'm not going to approve it. I'm not going to anything like you just handle it yourself. You're not wrong. You're just not ready is the thing. Like you are, you're too early. You have to go through the other phases first. That's what, like, these are stages. It's not the four different ways to delegate. This is the four stages of delegation. So, you know, it's not, you're, you're not, you're not wrong. You're just not ready. Um, and I would also say here not to just give like carte blanche to someone. Someone needs to know your business and or have a track record of doing similar things in, in a different business someplace else. Like they, they, they need to have built some type of street cred, whether they build that trust with you or they come in with the resume that 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 tracks and then you train them in the way that your business works like even if you were to bring the smartest person in off the street and pay them a solid salary and like you really brought them in to be a leader in your business and be able to make decisions i would still not excuse me i would still not start at the let go stage I would still like, I would walk them into, I would baby step them into it. So it's tricky. Like, don't just let someone go. Make sure that you are um, otherwise, because it could very much come back on you later on to be like, why was there no oversight on that? Like, it's your business. At the end of the day, it's still your business. Um, and this is why there is that like, oh, but control freak and it's my baby. Because at the end of the day, it does come back to you. So you just want to be smarter. It's not about like, let's keep control. Let's, you know, this is your baby. It's about letting, it's, it's about making smart moves. It's not about making <laughs> only you, only you are allowed to make moves. So, you know, just be careful what you're doing. And then the last, the 
fifth and last stage is more of a maintenance phase. It's I call this navigation. So this is where you're going to make the decision. Are you staying in your business, which most people probably are, or do you have the the desire to sell it? Um, and so depending on how you answer that question, you're going to navigate things differently. If you're going to stay in your business, which again, most people are going to stay in their business, then this is about tweaking and fine tuning and checking in and just making sure that every like has it shifted the culture of the business? Has it shifted the dynamic of the business? Has it shifted client relations? Are things still hitting overall KPIs? Like, is there, like, we're just doing some check-ins around, like, from a macro level, is everything going the way that, that we want it to? So it's not, you know, because you are still a business owner, it still does fall back on you. You know, even though you are letting go and completely handing something over, doesn't mean that you're just never going to look at it again. There, There is some navigation in the maintenance period that you are going to want to look at. So it's just, you know, tweaking, fine tuning, checking in. But if you are wanting to sell it, then getting ready to sell is a separate thing. So you're going to wind up being more hands-on and more um, ingrained in the day-to-day when you're getting ready to sell because, because, because we're not going into all that, but if you're getting, going to get ready to sell, then it enters you into a different phase around delegation because you're preparing it. Um, you're, you are preparing your business literally as an asset. Hopefully you've been preparing your business as an asset, whether you want to sell it or not ever one day, but you are literally readying your business as an asset to sell. So it's just, you start to go into some different, different things that I'm not going to get into all that right now, but those are the five stages. So again, create is where you are creating the systems, the SOPs, all that yourself. The second is transfer uh, is approving where you are going to let someone else have the reins. You're going to let them take it over, but you are ex- you are explicitly letting them know that at the end of it, you're going to get together. You're going to talk about it and you're either going to approve it, modify or deny it or scrap it. Um, and then the third stage is transferring where you are going to transfer authority or trust someone with that authority to make decisions in the moment for you. Um, and then the fourth stage is letting go where you are completely handing it off to someone else. And then the last one is navigate where you are just making, like you're looking at things from a macro perspective, just to make sure that where things are, where they need to be to either keep the wheels turning, or, you know, if you were to want to sell it. So that's that. And I will remind you one more time that if this was helpful and you want to maybe digest this in a different format, you want some extra, there'll be some extra little nuggets woven in around this, go to soulpreneur.co slash delegate, and you'll get my little guide for effectively delegating. And I'll catch you in the next one. Well, friend, we have reached the end of another episode, but before you go, I wanted to ask if you found this episode helpful, inspirational, or insightful, or hopefully a little bit of all three. And if so, I would really appreciate your leaving a five-star review or sharing it with your friends on social media. And if you do, I would love to send you a complimentary copy of my month-by-month yearly planning template, which is kind of the greatest spreadsheet of all time. (laughs) I love making spreadsheets. It's amazing to organize what you're planning, what you're promoting, and what you're preparing. It'll organize your launches, your content, what your team should be working on if you've got a team. And it includes a video training to get you going with the with the template. And all you've got to do is take a screenshot of your review and then tag me on Instagram in a story, or you can DM it to me at Sustainable Scaling. I appreciate your support so much, and I will catch you in the next episode. Oh, 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 oh,